Hi there, and welcome to the ComicRush.com presents Script and Pencils. I'm Paul, and this week's episode of our Creator Interview podcast is a companion piece to last week's interview with Shane Riches, as we talk to Katie Batchelor, who originated the idea of Her Name is Savage. Her Name is Savage is available now as an original graphic novel from comic book stores and Comixology, along with three other great OGNs published last week by Paper Movies. TheComicCrush.com offers you a curated look at comics every week. It's impossible for me to keep the site and podcast going without you, so hit the Support Us button on the website for bonus content and early access, as well as more great tiers on our Patreon. And follow at The Comic Crush on Twitter, like our ComicCrush.com page on Facebook, and check out more great content every week on thecomiccrush.com. Now, on with the show. So, Katie, thank you so much for, for joining us on the show. Um, it's such a pleasure to be talking to uh, the other half of the writing team on Her Name is Savage. I really enjoyed the Thanks. book. Um, fantastic read. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very glad you enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. And um, th- the first question I wanted to ask was... Uh, at what point did the the sort of idea strike you? Um, because my understanding is from talking to Shane that the the idea to do her name is Savage very much came from from you, and I was just wondering, yeah. kind of, at what point did that idea hit you? Absolutely, um, Shane had been working on Gil Kane's His Name Is Savage with Stephen Grant doing the reboot. And so I became familiar with His Name is Savage and Gil Kane through that. And the idea came to me one day and I told Shane, why don't we do Her Name is Savage? And he was immediately on board with that and suggested that I write it. And I decided to take that leap and uh, we decided in the end to co-write it together. And we had to run it by our partner, Jeff Davison, and he was completely on board with it and thought it was a great idea as well. Fantastic. Um, what What do you think was the, the impetus behind it? Um, because obviously I think it's very dismissive to go, oh, well, it's, it's just kind of a gender spin on the previous book. But the, the kind of gender of the character does inform her choices and everything she does and, and in, in terms of where we find her at the beginning of, of the story. Um, but, but what made you kind of go, actually, no, I really, really want to do this as, as my first comic? Well, of course, uh, Gil Kane Savage is so iconic and we still wanted to be in that universe, but we really wanted her name to have her own universe where she could really be the most dangerous person on the planet and what would that look like um, and how would her character be developed and act in that world do you i mean i know you're not really you, you don't come from a comics background um but do you write fiction in any other form Can I take a time out? Yeah, of course, of course. Don't worry. I don't feel like I answered the last question very well. Oh, I'm so, no, no. I, 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 I thought it was fine. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely happy with the last answer. But if you want to go again, you're more than welcome. It's your, it's your interview. Okay. Um, what was the next question? Just so I can process it. Oh, am I a writer? 
Yeah, just um, do you write okay. fiction in any other form? All right, are you ready? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Um, as far as writing, I've always loved writing, and since I was a kid, had great teachers in high school who made me a great writer, and in the past decade or so, I've been, um, Sorry, I'm just no. really losing it. Can I take another break? Of course, of course. Take as much time as you need. <laughs> okay. What? What? What do you mean? Oh, okay. All right, can I talk about um, more like stuff I've done since? Would that be yeah, okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, so. Um, well, okay. So, as far as writing prior to Her Name is Savage, I spent a lot of time working with my co-writer Shane because he's had over a decade's worth of experience in both the film and the comic book industry. And... He would always ask me things like, what do you think of this idea? Could you read this and give me notes on this? Or what dialogue would you put here or there? So I've always considered that I've had sort of over a decades long apprenticeship in all of this. Um, and then after we wrote Her Name is Savage, we actually were able to transition straight away to writing more of a family podcast for a uh, producer at Disney. So that was our next uh, foray into writing. Mm -hmm. And then currently we are working on a horror script. So we've been able to explore a lot of different genres, which has been an incredible opportunity. Do, do you enjoy that sort of switching between the, the genres? <laughs> yes. I enjoy not being limited to one genre, people thinking of me in that one particular way. And although it is hard it takes a few days especially transitioning from spy and action and going to family I had to give myself a few days to get used to that and then of course switching from family to horror was, took even <laughs> a little bit more time so it's funny because I was talking to a writer called Kevin um, Kevin Scott recently who uh, is very much known for doing family orientated and licensed material and he's just um done a, a horror comic and it is quite a hardcore kind of horror thriller style comic um and it was interesting to have him talk about switching between those those things um is there anything in particular you do to help you switch between genres or is it just kind of an organic process that, as you say, takes a few days. Yeah, I think more takes a few days, um, getting into the ideas and reading and sort of getting that other idea out of your mind um, and looking at it as finished and you no longer really need to think about it and then just start generating ideas for the new one. So, mm. time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's an important factor, I think, in, in, in a lot of people's kind of idea process is, is having that room to breathe 
did um, did some of the places that you took Her Name is Savage um, kind of scare you at all? Because it is, it's, it's not necessarily a bleak comic, but in terms of what it says about what's going on in the world, it can be read that way. I mean, was that quite an, a dark process at times? Yes and no. We tried to keep in mind that in the end, her name is supposed to be escapism, and people are supposed to have fun with the adventure. So there are absolutely dark aspects to it, but we didn't want to just focus on that. We wanted people to feel that it was an escape, and especially during these current times, uh, to have a place to go to get away. So although we did base her world in reality, it's definitely not reality. Mm. Uh, it's just similar to our reality. Sure, sure. And I, and I guess it's important as a writer, especially now, to be able to, when you're writing, to, to switch off from the real world, I guess. Yes, definitely. It's a nice <laughs> escape for us as well. Um, Unfortunately, now we're doing the horror, so it's not quite as great of an escape. But <laughs> the family-friendly one was a very nice escape. Well, I, I think that the world we're currently living in will generate a lot of... Um, quite horrific fiction yeah. exactly <laughs> just draw from real life right yeah um do you, in terms of the 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 sort of length of time writing itself because i believe did you write a sort of treatment first or a, a storyline first and then yeah. kind of hand it off to shane how long was that process of, of writing that initial storyline? Did that, did that take a, a long time or, or was it a, a quite a fast process? Well, we've been thinking about it for so long before it really became official that I think we had formulated so many ideas in our head of what we wanted it to be. That then when we came to writing the outline, it was really more what research do we need to do on locations, um, military and espionage tech and weapons and um, things like that. That, of course, took a while. And then um, the outline came along well with that back and forth, back and forth. That's what's so amazing about having a co-writer, that we had such a detailed outline that Shane was able to put it in sort of panel by panel very roughly. And then I took that and put in dialogue and... Initially, we thought it was going to be four issues, mm. so we would do one issue at a time, although obviously with Outline, we had generated the whole story, but then, of course, as we go along, we needed to determine, are things still working? Do we still like this story? Uh, we happened to have a pause near the ending where we decided to switch around the ending and came up with something that we liked a lot more, so we were really thankful that we had that time. Uh, to come up with something we were very happy with. In terms of approaching comics for the first time, which, I mean, personally speaking, I've only ever tried it once, comics writing. Um, I can't say I was very good, to be honest. But, um, uh -huh. I, I, I know through, through doing... Tried. Yeah, <laughs> I gave it, I gave it a go. That's definitely what I want to convey today, is for, <laughs> to try. Um, but 
was that initially a, a daunting process or did you kind of just treat it as I, I'm writing a storyline for a project irregardless of how that project manifests or did you very much keep in mind right this is going to be a comic so there are certain rules or what what have you that I have to follow yes it was daunting and I definitely always kept in mind that it was going to have to be in comic book format although my initial thought process might be more okay so if this was in a movie this would happen and then this would happen and they would say this this and this okay now I have to fit that into one panel (laughs) or maybe two panels (laughs) how's that going to happen and in your mind you would have to condense all of that into a way that the reader would still understand that there's action and maybe you know more dialogue going on but still conveys the message of the story and that was one thing we really wanted to take from Gil King's his name is savage is it's so accessible um for me who's not a super um long time comic book reader i found it very easy to read i understood everything so whether you're an old fan a new fan um we really hope that with her name you can find it very accessible to read so that was definitely our goal yeah i mean i i I felt like you could just jump straight in it was a really good fast read and that the research like it it made everything seem plausible which i i I really enjoy in in fiction is is making um it seem like ah this could happen you know um so uh, i mean i've got to congratulate you on that It's, it's fantastic stuff that's wonderful to hear. Another thing I really enjoyed about the story was being able to jump into her story mid-story, and then you sort of unfold the backstory as it goes along, and it's all revealed to you. That was a fun way to start. Yeah, increasingly, it's, it's a device I find used a lot in comics, and it really does help um, mm-hmm. for exactly the reasons you point out, is that you're able to get moving that much faster. Um did what was the the, the sorry oh. um what was the thing you found most surprising about the process of writing a comic for the first time that's a great question well how much work it takes uh i know because of the other books i've helped chain with or edited on all of the work that it takes but when you're the one doing the work it takes so much time and uh you know which is always difficult I love that writing gives me the flexibility to work kind of when I want as I'm able to but then you also have to set aside that time and make those even if they're artificial deadlines for yourself so that you get things done and get things out to your artist and when you get that back and you're reviewing it and making sure it all fits or did you want to change something within the confines of that art um, then you need to get it to everybody else so it's a lot of work (laughs) yeah it is I I imagine very deadline intensive so uh, it's uh, I I always worry about how how comic creators you know manage to create such great works you know, with, with so many pieces of art on a page, it's not just one piece of art on a page, it's dozens and, mm. you know, um, and, and the writing wow. as well. Every, you know, every piece of dialogue, every caption is, um, it, it just amazes me that uh, 
you're getting that much art sort of every month or in an original graphic novel like this. Yes, well, that's the shame is very good about setting very artificial deadlines. Of course, they happen to sometimes coincide with holidays, <laughs> but in a way that was more motivation. Okay, we got to get this done because we don't want to be do doing this during a holiday. Sure. So. And, and, it, and we also had a. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just since you were talking about the illustrations and things, we had such a wonderful team to work with. Zeus's illustrations are just gorgeously detailed, really bring everything to life and the action. And then, um, you know, folks coloring with the fire, especially glass, water, so fantastic. Mm. And um, Taylor with the lettering, just his placement, the sound effects are beautiful. Yeah, it's a really well put together book. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Did um, what was it like getting it, getting the first copies of the book? That must have been exciting. We haven't yet. <laughs> not the not the paper one, of course. We've seen it digitally many, many, many times. So the publisher will get those to us. So I'm sure when I hold that in my hands for the first time, it will be a wonderful feeling and. Uh, so for now, we've been able to see it digitally, and um, seeing the whole thing put together was amazing um, because you're, it's all the layers that you see it in, you know, first no art and then art and all the coloring and lettering. So it really just unfolds itself, so. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you hadn't got your copies yet, but... Um... <laughs> It's nice that you've, you've yeah. at least seen it digitally. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, having, having now kind of done it and gone through the process, um, it, is it something you dive into again? Like, are, are the next... Pro I know you've, you've got the podcast coming, and then you, you mentioned that the next project is horror, but um, what, what medium is that in? Is that going to be a comic again? Oh, that's a script. Yeah. Right. I would definitely be willing to do comics again, whether it be another her name. We certainly have other stories to tell for her, whether we get that opportunity or not. We would love to. Uh, I would love to write, um, you know, whether it's our ideas. My favorite superhero of all time is Wonder Woman. She's fabulous. Fantastic, so. yeah. <laughs> and and obviously such an important character now for the times, I think. Absolutely. It's interesting because I, I really grew up, you know, looking up to her. She was my only, um, the only female superhero that I was aware of, although I know now that there were other female superheroes at the time. Um, but she was always very impactful because she was so brave and so strong. And um, interestingly enough, the first time that I went to the San Diego Comic Convention with Shane, you know, there's such great spectacle there. It's an amazing convention. But the one item that stood, stood out to me was actually a Brian Bolin illustration of Wonder Woman. Mm. And just, he drew her with such poise and such confidence. And even to this day, we talk about that illustration. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I love Bolin's stuff. Um, uh, there's another artist that works on, on Wonder Woman whose name has absolutely just gone 
from my mind, even though I, I follow this person on Twitter. I know I've, it's completely gone, but I was going to ask you about, sorry. <laughs> it's it's uh, completely gone from my head. Um, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm sure it's fantastic as well. So, um, so do you have any, like... Do you have any comics that you now feel like you're comfortable going out and picking up every month, or is it a medium that you're happy to just dip into every now and then in terms of being a fan or a reader? I think anything for me that doesn't have the long history. Um, numerous times Shane has tried to explain history of certain characters, and it's um, very involved, but anything that sort of has a nice, clean beginning and end uh, that's very accessible to the readers, I absolutely would be willing or interested in picking up. And, uh, of course, any of the other sh uh, comic book Shane's written, I would, mm. I have and will be reading. So Yeah, it's, it's a great amount of stuff that's coming out um, just yes. sort of this week alone, um, which we mentioned on the last, last podcast. Um, from from paper movies. So again, I have to congratulate you guys on on all that stuff. That's that's amazing to see so many books from a, a new publisher hit the stores at once. Um, I mean, lastly, I, I just kind of want to ask: Do you feel like, in terms of the the story itself, um? that you got everything down that you wanted to, that you, you hit the, the things that you wanted with Her Name is Savage. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely wanted it to stand out as not your typical spy graphic novel. Um, we really wanted to differentiate it by first, you'll notice in the beginning, she really puts herself out there. Whereas in most spy movies, they're usually more hidden, trying to keep themselves hidden from the bad guys. Also that she's not a government agent. She's not, um, she, well, the government would perceive her as working for them. I think she would perceive the government as working for her um, because she's really using them as a means to an end. Um, and another thing is that she's really the only one who's aware of what her actual end goal is, which will unfold throughout the story. So, yes, I think it's a fantastic story, and I hope everyone enjoys reading it. Yeah, I, I loved how, as a character, how just how capable she was. I loved, uh, in fact, I did talk to Shane about this, um, capability in characters, you know, people just being able to do what they do very well. And I, and I think you guys wrote a fantastic character and certainly one I'd, I'd personally be interested in reading again yeah what we love about her is not only how skilled she is but how smart she is mm. yeah so we hope both of those come across well so. I, I think they do it was a great book and um, I've got to say congratulations to the whole team and, and to you for coming up with the idea Katie and, and creating that sort of really strong bedrock on which um, the, the comic is, is, is kind of formed. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. And it oh, was a great you. read. Um, and I, I do hope to see more from you. I hope, I hope you'll, you'll dive into comics again and I hope you'll, you'll come up with something, uh, something else, whether it's more, as you say, more Her Name Is or just more books in any genre, really. I'd love to, love to see mm -hmm. what, what comes next from you guys. Yeah, 
Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it was interesting. I was talking with my sister yesterday about this process and really putting yourself out there. And um, you said dive into it. It reminded me of um, we were talking about how this whole process really is just jumping off a cliff, you know. And when you're presented with these opportunities, you either take them or you don't. And the way I want to live my life is just to take these opportunities. So I just keep jumping off the cliff. And <laughs> <laughs> That's great, though. That's great. It, it, they, they, that is a way to live. That is a great way to live. Um, because otherwise, where does good art come from? Where do good ideas come from? You know, we, there's, I'm sure history is littered with the people that didn't take the opportunities and didn't take the chance so it's nice to see someone out there doing doing just that and thank you yep thank you right okay okay thank you very much for that it's been great talking to you thanks for taking the time and um i, I really appreciate you, you you getting up early because obviously you're in the us we should point out to our <laughs> listeners and uh uh you, you you've taken out time from your day to to talk to us and we really appreciate that thank you so much Bye. No, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks. And uh, open invite to come back anytime you like. Oh, thank you. I would love to. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Follow at papermovies underscore for more info on their releases or check out papermovies.com. You should follow at the Comic Crush too and like our comiccrush.com page on Facebook for more from thecomiccrush.com. And if you want more great content like extended episodes and early access, just hit the support us button on the website and sign up to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on The Crush.